Welcome back to The Takeaway. It's Todd Zwillick. Over the last few weeks, we've been bringing you stories of women initially passed over by the obituary section of the New York Times. The Times Overlooked Project is giving obits to great women in history who never got them until now. Well, today, the story of a woman who roared across America on her Harley. She was the motorcycle queen of Miami. Bessie Stringfield was a black woman with a passion for riding at a time when you didn't see many women of color on a bike, and a lot of people didn't want to. But Bessie defied convention. She was often the only woman among men, like when she served as a motorcycle dispatcher in World War II. Eventually, she settled in Miami. She was this incredible woman who, at a time when many women were at home or worked as domestics, she decided that she wanted to ride motorcycles. That's New York Times reporter Nikita Stewart there. She's written a new obituary for Bessie Stringfield, who died in 1993. And Nikita tells us how Stringfield became an important symbol in her time. Bessie Stringfield was very much a lady, if you will. She always had her hair done. She, you know, wore these beautiful outfits. Some folks could see her as a tough biker chick, which is definitely the wrong way to put it, because she uh, believed in these uh, Southern manners. And that's how she presented herself on the motorcycle, a lady with her hair whipping through the wind underneath her helmet. Now, we're not just talking about the streets of Miami and Miami Beach, right? I mean, Bessie Stringfield got out of the city and rode her bike all over the South, which was nothing small for a black woman to be doing. No, it wasn't. So imagine at that time, even before um, she settled in Miami, being a woman in the 1940s and 50s and being a black woman at that, riding through the South, and all over the United States at a time when the roads were not paved. You know, people complain about potholes today, but there were a lot of roads that were unpaved. And she was out there doing her thing, um, sometimes by herself. And according to her, she ran into some troubles, mobs of people who didn't like the color of her skin, you know, men who didn't think that she should be riding, But she fought against all of those odds and uh, did what she loved, which was riding motorcycles. Bessie Stringfield, before she took to a Harley around the South, was also a veteran of of World War II. Yes. Well, uh, there are some discrepancies. Some stories say that she was actually a civilian dispatcher for the Army. We can't be sure because those records actually don't exist anymore. Um, There was a fire. You wouldn't believe what I had to do to try to track down um, the true story of Bessie Stringfield. In working on this story, I found that some of the uh, stories of her origin were not accurate. She told people that she was originally from Jamaica and that she had been abandoned on a Boston street and adopted by a benevolent white woman. And that story turned out was not true. Um, She was actually from North Carolina 
And I had the good fortune of tracking down her nieces and nephews who could remember her, you know, whirling into town. They lived in Baltimore at the time and, you know, taking them for rides on her motorcycle. And her family was horrified that a woman would be riding motorcycles the way she did. Did she ever talk about what the bike meant to her. I mean, the cliche, of course, it's even in the Harley commercials, right? A motorcycle means freedom, the open American road, leaving your past behind, all of those things. Did Bessie ever talk about what the bike meant to her? It really was about freedom. Even though she did not present herself as, I guess, a a black pioneer, if you will, or she didn't want to be relegated necessarily to the first black this, the first black that. It was a different kind of freedom because it was not only about being on the open road, but it was about being on the open road as a black woman doing something that most people could not do and would not do. Talk a little bit more about her notoriety during her life at the time. I mean, was she well-known locally in Miami? Did people see her ride and say, oh, there goes Bessie as she rode by? (laughs) Yes. You know, there was an annual parade in Miami. Uh, Black universities would have a football game, and that football game included a well-attended parade. And She was in that parade every year, and so many children were just inspired by her. Little girls who were like, oh, my goodness, look at that motorcycle. And, oh, my goodness, that's a woman. And, you know, that was her, you know, real impact. What's interesting, though, is that when she wasn't on her motorcycle, she led a very ordinary life. She had worked as a housekeeper. She decided that she no longer wanted to be a housekeeper, and she became a, a certified nursing assistant. And she worked until, you know, practically her dying day. And she would ride her motorcycle to work. She would ride it to church. And, you know, it was unusual to see a 70-something-year-old woman riding on her motorcycle to church. I also interviewed two men who were now, they remembered her when uh, they were little boys, and she worked for their family. And one day, their mother did not pick them up from school. And so Bessie came to the rescue, and she showed up at the school on this Harley Davidson. And you can imagine it was the 1950s and it was Miami. So the city was still segregated. And these two white boys are waiting for someone to come pick them up. And here comes Bessie roaring on her motorcycle. And they were just so impressed. They still have not forgotten it. And everyone in the school cheered. They were all standing outside as these boys, you know, got on this motorcycle with this uh, woman who was in charge of taking care of them. (laughs) Mom, never come pick me up again. Forget (laughs) to get me tomorrow. Right. Actually, um, the their mother was not very happy. She was very upset. She was basically, why didn't you just take the car? But that's <laughs> not how Bessie rolled. Nikita Stewart for The New York Times writing the obituary for Bessie B. Stringfield, the motorcycle queen of Miami for The New York Times Overlooked Project. Nikita Stewart, thanks for being here. Thank you. Well, which women do you think have been overlooked in history? 
My name is Carolyn, and I'm calling from San Francisco. And hands down, I believe that there should be more attention given to Belle DaCosta Green. She was the uh, first librarian, curator, and eventually the director of the Morgan Library. What the New York Library has today is because of her. She was a woman of color who wielded power in both social circles and academic art circles. She must have been a, a, just an extremely brilliant woman. Hi, this is Greg from Lunaki, and I'd like to nominate Rosalind Franklin, because Rosalind Franklin played this just as vital role in the discovery of DNA as Watson and Crick, but she's often overlooked because of her early death and because of her gender. If it wasn't for her and her contributions, we wouldn't have the understanding of modern genetics and the medicine that we have today. So she definitely deserves to be recognized. Yay, Rosalind Franklin. Julie, I am from the Bronx in New York City, and I'm nominating Dorothy Height. And while her name is recognizable, many of her accomplishments are not. During the height of the civil rights movement, Height organized Wednesdays in Mississippi, which brought together black and white women from the North and South to engage in dialogue about relevant social issues. Dorothy Height is quoted as saying, I want to be remembered as someone who used herself and anything she could touch to work for justice and freedom. I want to be remembered as one who tried this is Carrie Craven calling from San Diego, California. Amelia Boynton is someone I only recently learned about who I think deserves more attention to the civil rights leader who I think registered more people than anyone else in her long life to vote. And she also hosted a lot of meetings at her home with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and others. I just love highlighting that way of being involved and supporting a movement, being a host and making space that's safe and productive, which I feel like women are often talented at doing. This is Lisa calling from San Rafael, California. I would vote for Emma Goldman, anarchist and general purveyor of civil disobedience. I think it's important that when girls today hesitate to break from mandatory primness, that they know there have always been wild women. The woman that is hardly known about in history is a Celtic queen in 60 AD, Boudicca. She deserves to be recognized for her courage and intelligence in winning two major battles against the Romans because all we ever hear or read about in history books is how skilled and ruthless the Roman soldiers were. But never that a woman, a Celtic queen, won two major battles against them. Queen Boudicca of the Celts, 60 AD. That's a new one for the Overlooked Project. We've been getting so many nominations from you for women overlooked by history and by the obituaries. I'm Todd Zwillick. This is The Takeaway. NYC Now delivers breaking news, top headlines, and in-depth coverage from WNYC and Gothamist every morning, midday, and evening. By sponsoring our programming, you'll reach a community of passionate listeners in an uncluttered audio experience. 
Visit sponsorship.wnyc.org to learn more.